Hi, this is Weed. And this is Cliff. Thanks for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. It's a collection of things we think are interesting, and we hope you enjoy our take on them. And if you do, please consider clicking that Support the Podcast button over on the other side of the page. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. Today's evidence that people will steal anything, anytime and anywhere comes to us from Tavistock, Canada. Investigators there say a man backed a semi up to the loading dock of a warehouse back on August 9th, presented paperwork that indicated he was there to pick up a load that had already been ordered and paid for. Workers then dutifully loaded his truck and he drove away. The company didn't realize that the shipment had been stolen until the delivery, which actually had been ordered, but it failed to arrive at the location where it was supposed to go the next week. The shipment? $187,000 worth of cheese. Detectives now appealing to the public for help, encouraging anyone who might have been approached by individuals in the region attempting to sell large quantities of cheese to contact authorities. Police say they will claim that's nacho cheese when they arrest the suspects. Horrible. (laughs) Can you imagine the knife it's going to take to cut that cheese? (laughs) You know what I'm really imagining? What's that? Now, this is pretty sad. What? I'm imagining a guy in a trench coat walking up to you on the corner. (laughs) Psst, psst. Hey, buddy. Opening up his coat. (laughs) That's right. You would think there would be like watches and jewelry in there. Yes. But it's cheese. Just cheese. Just (laughs) pockets and pockets of cheese. You want to buy some cheese? (laughs) I got the good stuff here. I got the really good stuff here. Oh, mercy. This is the way it starts on Thursday. Oh, boy, do I have some stories to tell you. Well, perhaps you saw this in yeah. your news feed. The theme park in Germany was... Oh, that's right. I saw that. Yeah. Did you see that? Uh-huh. <laughs> Some kind of a thrill ride. Yes. <laughs> and when it lifts people in these seats up into the air on this arm thing, and then they spin. <laughs> <laughs> sounds thrilling. It sounds thrilling. Except if you're standing on the ground watching, because the thing spinning overhead looks like a bunch of swirling swastikas. That's true, yes. <laughs> But are you really surprised? I mean, I really? Mean, what, why? I mean, I, I think the Germans go to great lengths to avoid being, you know, associated with that. Really? Yeah. The theme park name. Yeah. Six Flags over the Third Reich. So <laughs> no, I'm not so not sure true. that. Yeah. Huh? That's, not, that's true. not true. No. Oh. I don't believe that's true. I thought that was the name of it. My mistake. <laughs> Forget that. We This Crime Story has a bunch of twists and turns, and it comes to us from a brand new morning roadshow department called Florida Step Aside. Because it was in Olmstead, Minnesota, that 29-year-old Kristen Hart was arrested and now faces a long list of charges that include second-degree burglary. It all happened last Thursday when a random innocent bystander in his car driving down Satry Road in that county saw a woman run out of a home with the appearance that she'd just been assaulted. The woman was Hart, who apparently had much of her clothing torn from her in an altercation with the homeowner because she had been discovered actually robbing the place. The man asked if she was okay, fearing that she had been injured in some manner, perhaps a domestic disturbance, but Hart said she was fine, but asked, would it be okay if I hide in the trunk of your car? And he consented allowing her to get in the trunk, 
He then closed the lid and returned to driving. Pretty soon, police pulled over the man and asked, Hey, do you have a half-naked woman in the trunk of your car? Why, yes, officer, I do. (laughs) And Hart was then released from the vehicle and taken into custody. She stands accused of stealing from the home, prescription medication, debit and credit cards, $150 in cash, and a fake $1 million bill. (laughs) All I could think about was... Yeah. Yeah. It's like one of the questions on let's make a deal. (laughs) Hey. Yeah. I've got a hundred dollars. Yeah. If you've got a half naked woman (laughs) in the trunk of your car out in the parking lot here on let's make a deal. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? No, you're absolutely right. Well, yes. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Let's let's go out there and take a look. (laughs) Well, the mention of... Let's make a deal made me really happy, Cliff. Oh, it did. Remembering huh? that. and <laughs> Monty Hall. Yes, and then I got really sad because I foolishly looked up yeah. Monty Hall. Why did that make you sad? I didn't know that he'd passed away. You didn't know that? I thought he was still with us. No. Did you know that? No, I, I don't remember when, but I do remember that he had passed. A couple of years ago. Okay. Oh, man, that kind of yeah. makes me a little sad now. Oh, 2017, yeah. Mercy. He was... Uh, Gosh, pretty old, huh? <laughs> yeah, he was, he was pretty, pretty old. old. Yeah, I would say in his 80s then. Yeah. It was 2017. And you know, yeah, he worked in media some form or another from 1946 to 2017. Isn't that amazing? That is amazing. <laughs> wow. Man, I wish I hadn't looked that up now. Yeah. Well, Cliff, in China, yeah. surgeons removed... 61 magnets from the stomach of a young boy who spent most of his days... Eating eating magnets? Yes. Do you know, have any idea how hard it would be for the paramedics to go to that house and pry that kid off the refrigerator door? (laughs) Man, I bet it'd take half an hour to get him off of there. bring the jaws of life in. No kidding. He's stuck. He's stuck. You know what's sad, Cliff? What's that? Something else is sad this morning. Boy, we started out on a good note, and now suddenly we're sad. I know, but I was thinking about the uh, Monty Hall reference earlier, Yeah, and then I thought, I'll bet about three-fourths of our wonderful 11 listeners had to actually look up who the heck Monty Hall is and why we're even talking about him. So if you've you've ever watched that show with Drew Carey as the guy with the microphone, because that's who's hosting it now, or in recent years... I thought it was another guy, the comedian guy. Well, he'd done, he's done it as well, I believe. Okay. But Monty Hall was the host of that show a long time ago. Oh, man. And Carol. Carol Merrill was her yeah. name. Oh, yeah. man. She was... See how you popped that right out? <laughs> Carol right. Merrill. You know, my head is filled with useless bits of information. The Sheldon Cooper of radio. Yes. Right. Well, we go from sad news... Yeah, to sadder news. No, no, no. Oh, okay. How about some good news? So, over, Finally. Yes. The good news this morning is a recent study says, and they have proven, there is no scientific evidence backing up the crazy cat lady stereotype. There's no evidence on that? That's what they say. Absolutely none. So all of the stories that I've heard about crazy cat ladies is purely anecdotal. Yes. It's not real evidence. That's right. Okay. That's the good news. All right. The bad news. What's the bad news? That means there's a different reason why you're... Strange acting if you have a bunch of cats. <laughs> Is that not true? Yeah. Yeah. It's because the cats 
are taking away your sanity. <laughs> I don't know, Cliff. This may not work or not, but What's uh, that? I've been thinking about this since Uh-oh. we started talking about let's make a deal and all of those really? old shows. I'm thinking about maybe this year. <laughs> yeah. I'm just throwing it out there. Okay. Maybe this year at the yeah. uh, Heritage Days here on the square in yeah. downtown Princeton. Yeah. Maybe they could have like one of those shows, uh, bring it back, the dating game. The dating game. Yes. Oh, I think this would be good. Ooh, we could oh, get a young lady oh, on oh. here to be the oh. contestant. Yeah, we could. And then get a, three guys right. behind a wall. Yeah, so they she can't see who they are. Doesn't know who they are. Right. And every time she asks them some question, yeah. they just come up with the craziest stuff possible to say back. <laughs> like you're trying to lose to see if you, you can know. get her to go, uh, none of you. I'll pick none of you. <laughs> well... Ironic that you would mention that, the dating game. Really? Yes. Okay. Because I stumbled across something yesterday that I thought profound that I had not, I had not known about before, and you know I know a lot of things, <laughs> a lot of bits of information that generally have no value, but I thought this would be interesting for people to know. So I offer today, my friend, to take over your take it to the bank segment later. To provide all of our listeners with this information that I previously did not know and yet was able to verify in a short matter of minutes. And it involves the game, the dating game. Really? That television show, yes. I don't know, Cliff. That's a lot of pressure on you to take over that segment. <laughs> really? I mean, it's award-winning. Really? You've got yeah, to be on your That's right. Game. It's a cheap plastic trophy that's worthless. I can sit down and probably in 10 minutes type up the segment and it would be... 30 times better than whatever won you that plastic award. All right, we'll do it that way. So we'll do that at 9.30. All right, okay. Check it out. Check what out? Bachelor number two. Yeah. Now, this is at the Heritage Days, (laughs) right on the square. Everybody's watching. Bachelor number two. Yeah. Where would you take me on a first date, and what would you do there to impress me? (laughs) And what would you say? Well, bachelor number two might say... I would take you to my favorite fast food restaurant no here game. in Princeton and All right. let you watch me eat packets of ketchup because I'm pretty good at doing that. And I think you'd be impressed with the number of packets of ketchup my gut can hold in one sitting. How would that be? Huh? Yeah, my silence is how that would be. I'm telling you. There would be crickets. Make, the crickets would be chirping. Make this happen. I'm telling you, it would be <laughs> awesome. Meanwhile, this story is not directly from the Morning Roadshow Department of Just in Time for Breakfast. It might give you the same feeling. Authorities in Fairfield, Connecticut say they've charged a large number of people after a raid in the Grace Richardson Conservation Area earlier this month. Apparently, that area had been publicized on the internet as a place where people could meet and conduct sexual activity in public. Whoever posted that, though, forgot that law enforcement also reads social media, and officers set up surveillance at a secret location and then observed several violations, with the six people later arrested all facing charges that range from breach of peace to public indecency. Now, you could probably imagine the officers hiding off in the distance, watching with binoculars as the five men and one woman all got busy doing the things that get you charged with public indecency. 
Now imagine the looks on their faces when they realized the six people they were going to arrest all ranged in age from 62 to 85. <laughs> be praying for my binoculars to fog up. And I'll admit, Cliff, I'm, a, I'm more than just a touch nervous about this afternoon and what's going to happen to you and I. I, I wasn't so what? nervous last year during yeah. uh, July yeah. because I was going up with a bunch of military men and I right. knew I'd be safe. Right. I knew well, I would be. I can, I, can, I can say that you're reasonably safe with what we're going to do today. I don't like that word. <laughs> well, you're not like, you know, airline safe. We're not flying aboard a Part 121 certificated aircraft. So you would say I would be safer on a 747? Probably. But, reasonably speaking, various terms... Heard that word again. Yeah. <laughs> you're, my guess would be, and it's really an unscientific guess, you're safer... Flying today in the airplane that we're going to be flying in, and you are driving through Evansville at rush hour, which you do frequently. I do. Yes. I, I can't believe this is two years in a row that we'll be airborne. Yes. This afternoon. Right. About one thirty. It's that... about one thirty. yes. So and what's what kind of plane? Ha- well, let me just start at the beginning. Okay. Okay, so this weekend there's a big event at the airport up in Lawrenceville. Now, it's not like an air show kind of thing, but it's called a fly-in. Okay. And one of the things that's going on is that if you've ever had an interest in aviation, they can show you. There's going to be people there because they do flight training there. And that's where I learned to fly. So there'll be people there to show you how you can get your pilot's license, if you're so interested in doing that. And there's going to be other displays and things. And I believe there's going to be like a food from various food vendors around the area and stuff like that. Um, and one of the features that's going to be there is a plane called a Ford Trimotor, which was the first mass-produced airliner. But the particular plane that we're going to fly on today is 90 years old. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 90. You said 90, not 9. No, it's not, it was built in 1928. <laughs> now, it's been rebuilt several times since then, but it rolled off the assembly line in 1928. And it's actually built by the Ford Motor Company, or it was back then. Now, yeah. does this have a top on it? Will we be encapsulated? No, it, yes, no, it's a cabin. There's a cabin. The cabin is made of corrugated metal. Well, that's a little safe. <laughs> a little. A little bit. Kind of like the side of, you know, a grain bin. <laughs> I was kind of hoping... A little bit that it would be open cockpitted, yeah. So that you know, I could like wear one of those long scarves, scarves, and yeah, and the leather cap and the yeah, yeah, kind of like the Snoopy of the airwaves. Yeah. Might be able to roll the window down, <laughs> stick your head out. I'm assuming that uh, even on these, though it's not commercial, yeah, smoking's not allowed. On no smoking, thing. no smoking allowed. Can I drink? Because I may need to drink on the plane. <laughs> Can I drink on the plane? It's all I need to know. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Can I drink before I get on the plane? Yes. Yeah, we just to make you feel better. Uh, that's about the same time as the uh, storms are supposed to hit. Oh, that's perfect. <laughs> At one thirty. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That's true. Ninety-year-old plane. At one in the storms. At in one thunderstorm. Right, and I should also mention that if you're interested in taking a flight in the Ford, 
which seems a bit odd to say, but it does sound yeah. odd. Um, there, it's like seventy dollars a person. It varies according to age, and you can basically go up there anytime this weekend, uh, this afternoon, all day Friday, and all day Saturday. Why don't you make sure we make it before you uh, make your plans? How's that <laughs> huh? So when you hear us on Friday, you'll know we survived. Yeah, and it's time and to go. You can go. It's all safe and good. <laughs> What a horrible song to be playing now. <laughs> what is it? Oh, no. Up, down, really? <laughs> I had a prize package I was going to talk about, Cliff, at this yeah. time, and we're just going to yeah, give it away. Right there. Yes. Yeah. Lots happened? of stuff in there. But what happened? Well, then the text messages started rolling through again with our plane ride. It's just a plane ride. Nothing, nothing more than that. Right. We're going to go up. We're going to come down. Yeah. Everything's going to be kosher. Sure. And the text messages need to stop <laughs> about where the application process is here at Country oh, 98.1 oh, yeah, for DJs. Oh, yeah, put in your application in to be the new DJ. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we don't need that. And I don't need to know yeah. that this plane was made when your grandparents were very young. <laughs> Let's just stop all of that okay. right now, okay? <laughs> Are we really that stunned that the Titanic may be falling apart? <laughs> I mean, honestly, no. You're absolutely act, right. They <laughs> act like on the news all yeah. morning here on AP. Yes, it's just amazing. It's two and a half miles underwater. Yes, for 107 years. Yes. Do you think it's going to be showroom new whenever they find it? No. Keep looking at it. I don't it? know. Yeah, I don't know why that's such a big deal. I don't either. I mean, that's what happens to shipwrecks. Eventually, they rot away. Eventually. Yes. So. Maybe not the wooden ones so much. Ironically, yes. The wooden ones hang in there. Yes. Because it won't deteriorate under the water. Metal. Yeah. Metal rusts. And as we have found, the metal to the Titanic wasn't made all that well to begin with. Well, <laughs> thus, it's two and a half miles exactly. under yeah, the ocean. No, you're right. <laughs> the great thing, Cliff, about yeah. uh, being from the area. Yes. That, um, well, you know a lot of folks around here. Yeah. And, Sometimes you grow up with them, and I grew up with this gentleman yeah. in Owensville. We went to kindergarten all the way through high school together. Yeah. Yeah. Just found out today yeah. that Carrie yeah. isn't pilot, oh, which yes, kind of huh? shocked me a little bit. Because you had not known that previously. I had not known that. And so I kind of fell back on yeah. Carrie because we've been kidding around about our plane ride Yeah, because he, weigh, he weighed in on your uh, difficulties in... Grasping the reality of we're going up in a plane together. Like yes. That. By the way, this is like a 12-seat plane. And it's like six tons worth of metal flying through the air. I asked Carrie yeah. by a text message, mm -hmm. is this thing really safe? Yeah. It's 90 years old. And he goes, yeah. oh, yeah, they're safe as can be. Okay. But he also added, yeah. you might want to take a barf bag and an extra pair of diapers <laughs> along with you. Now, see, that's the trouble with knowing folks from the area. Because they know where your weakness is, and they attack that whenever they can. Thanks, Carrie. Here's Mark Chestnut. That's awesome. Yeah, no, it's not awesome at all. This is requested music here okay. on this Thursday morning. And yes. I'm going to play this song, Yeah. but I'm going to tell you right now, I'm a little surly about having to play this thing for you. Parachute. Yes, Frank. I know what the line says in yeah. there. Falling feels like flying. Until you hit the ground. That's right, Frank. I know where you're headed with this, and that's why I'm surly about the whole thing. 
Time now for Take It to the Bank with Cliff Ingram. All righty, Weed. Being the age that you are, and I as well, you undoubtedly remember the TV game show called The Dating Game. In that game, there were three eligible but attractive people hidden from a contestant of the opposite sex. Those three people were asked a series of questions by that contestant, and the person who was thought best was selected to go out on a date with the questioner, all paid for by the show producers. And a lot of the questions were, for the time frame that the show aired, questionable and suggestive in nature. A lot of the answers were as well. Now, a lot of famous people appeared on the dating game before they got famous, like, say, Tom Selleck, who was Bachelor number 2 twice, but never selected. He, though, became a big winner afterwards, getting acting roles on TV because of how well he performed while he was Bachelor number 2. This Take It to the Bank, though, isn't about any of that. It's about what happened on the show on September 13th, 1978. That was when a woman named Cheryl Bradshaw questioned three eligible bachelors and ended up picking bachelor number one, a man named Rodney Alcala, who at the time of the program aired was in fact a serial killer. <laughs> the producers didn't know it, but at the time Alcala was on TV, he had already killed twice two attractive women before he stepped into the TV studio. Bradshaw later refused to go out with him because she said he acted creepy backstage after the show, and police believe that rejection led him to kill three more times before he was arrested. Rodney Alcala now in prison in California. And that's information you can take to the bank. Well, thank you, Cliff Ingram, for that uplifting story of Take It to the Bank. My pleasure. Oh, my. <laughs> You know, facts are facts, as I have often said. Sometimes they are unpleasant, but it's the truth. <laughs> I'm just glad the producers didn't know he was a serial killer before they put him on there. <laughs> it would be bad if they actually knew and put him on anyway. Yeah, real bad. <laughs> well, Cliff, anything said today? Oddly enough, there were some things said, and they all relate to what you and I will be doing later. Number three. Falling feels like flying till you hit the ground. <laughs> Number two, take a barf bag and an extra diaper. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. yeah, thanks, Gary. But the number one morning roadshow phrase for today, suck it up, buttercup. What's the worst that could possibly happen? Yeah, what is? Yes. <laughs> the worst that could possibly happen? This could be the last morning roadshow with Weed and Cliff ever. Yes. <laughs> so stop applauding a couple of you out there. Cliff, is there any way we could possibly get a couple of pictures of this yes, plane? Yes, I'm, I'm going to take the camera and uh, we'll um, we'll have some images of us flying on a uh, Ford Trimotor that's 90 years old at the airport in Lawrenceville this afternoon. Fingers crossed. If there's something you'd like to hear us talk about, go to weedandcliff.com and click the Contact Us button and send us a message. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast.